You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hello, welcome again this morning to our broadcast. I'm so delighted to bring to you the Word of God, and I trust that God is going to use this Word to equip you, to enable you to face whatever the enemy brings against you. You have what it takes to overcome. You have what it takes to walk in victory. So I call this message victory thinking, all right? Victory thinking. There's a way you ought to think. There's a way. People that walk in victory all the time, there's a way they think. So we want to develop that kind of mindset. We want to develop that ability, the skill to think right about situations in life. Life is full of challenges. Life is full of oppositions. You will face op oppositions. You will face obstacles. Even when God speaks to you, when God gives you a promise, when God tells you, I'm taking you to this place or I'm going to do this in your life, I want you to know that there are going to be opposition. Paul said, a great door was opened to me and there are many adversaries. So the fact that God is opening a door does not mean that you won't have to contend. Okay, The fact that God has given you something doesn't mean that you won't contend. The fact that God has given you a job, for instance, does not mean that you won't need to contend. The fact that God has given you um, as a spouse does not mean you won't contend. Okay, the fact that God has given you promises, promises, precious promises, does not mean that you're not going to contend. What I found out is that many believers have this notion somewhere, I don't know where we get, where we develop that kind of thinking from. We just have this mentality that uh, when God says something, then that, that means everything, every challenge has been resolved because God has said and that is very, <laughs> that, is, that is so wrong, really, so wrong. And, and, and for some reason, I've come across many people that think like that. They think like that. They'll say, oh, well, but you know, God was the one that spoke to me about this. God was the one that led me into this. And uh, how come I'm, I'm, I'm having this challenge and all of that? In fact, somebody once said to me, well, if it is God's will, then everything will work out. <laughs> and, uh, and I thought, wow, what a way to, to approach life. If you have that kind of thinking, please get rid of it because it won't do you much good. It won't do you much good. But I want you to develop a victory thinking, okay? A victory thinking. What do I mean by victory thinking? What I mean by victory thinking is that you, you, you already, you need to have a set way of viewing life. See yourself as a victor, not a victim. You have to see yourself as a victor. You have to see yourself according to what the Word of God says. For instance, the Word of God calls you an overcomer, okay? An overcomer. Let me read from the book of 1 John, in 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5, the Apostle John uh, speaks to us there and uh, he, he, he makes a statement there, which, which I believe is, is, um, is vital you know, for, for us if we're going to develop 
a victory mindset, a victory think, uh, if we want to think as victors, okay, if we want to develop victory thinking, there are certain truths from God's word that must be strongly established in your mind. At all times, you need to meditate on certain truths of the scripture. All right? For instance, it says, he says that um, in 1 John chapter 5, all right, verse 4, he says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. All right? And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. All right. So, whatever is born of God. Now, number one, you are a child of God. You are born of God. So, by being born of God, there is programmed into you the capacity to walk in victory. God, it's, 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 it's your default setting. God has put that in you. Okay? So, so, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Not he is going to. No, no, no. You already overcome. All right? You're already victorious. The fact that you're born of God means that you've overcome. I'll give you a, a, a natural example. Think about um, Prince William. Okay, Prince William or Prince Harry. And they were born into royalty. Okay, they were born into royalty. And from the day those boys were born, programmed into them is the ability, all right, and everything that is required to defeat, for example, poverty is, is in them already. They don't, they, don't, they, they don't need to struggle about where the next meal is going to come from. Why? It is built into them. <laughs> All right? Yeah. Into the family that they were born in. There are certain privileges that are automatically available. Automatically available to them. And so they need to think about life differently. And there are things that they need to think about. And that's why you see they're always involved in charities and all these things. Why? They are thinking of how to benefit other people. Why? Because their necessities, their basic necessities of life have all been met before they were born. Before they were born, the stage was set already before they were born. Yes. So it's the same as you and I. Before you were born, the moment you received Jesus, yes, whatever, whatever is born of God, you are born of God. So you have what it takes to overcome the world. So you need to, you need to develop a victory thinking mind. All right. Yes. You need to see, begin to see life like that. When, when Prince William is hungry and when uh, maybe a, a, a pauper in the streets of Sudan is hungry, they don't respond to hunger the same way. 
They don't respond to hunger the same way. And when they see food, when Prince William sees food to eat, and a pauper in the streets of Sudan sees food to eat, they don't even approach food the same way. <laughs> you see, yeah. So I want you to see challenges of life in a particular way. I want you to see opposition in a particular way. And I want you to see even the enemy coming against you, resisting you. There is a way you need to see it. There is a way you need to approach it. Because if you approach it with the wrong mind, if you approach it with the wrong mind, you are defeated before you even begin. And sometimes it's like our father, sometimes people also expect that because God said something, it will just happen. Let me tell you, even if God is speaking to you and uh, Maybe he even took you up to heaven and then you stood there before his throne and he spoke to you directly and told you certain things. You will still come back to the earth and when you come back to the earth, you will have to face opposition. <laughs> you will have to face opposition. You will have to contend. You will meet powers that will say no to what God said. So if you come from the throne room of God, to the earth and you just walk around expecting everything that God said to just you know uh, just land on your life <laughs> you are make mistaken you are mistaken so God wants us to be realistic yes but you need to have this mind that always thinks victory not victim stop thinking and stop seeing yourself as a victim. Even if you find yourself down, even if you find yourself down, remember, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. It overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Our faith. Our faith. The faith of God in you. All right? Enables you gives you the capacity to face whatever mountain, to face whatever mountain, to face whatever situation, and come out victoriously. Come out victorious. As a matter of fact, by the end of this, I want you to begin to celebrate when you have opposition. <laughs> Why? Because those are opportunities disguised. Those are disguised opportunities for many things. And there are things that God wants to do in your life. All right. Who is he that overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Now you look at John and you see the way John talks about, when John talks about the world, John is talking about the pride of life. Um, he's talking about the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes. Okay, those are... That's a summary of what the world is. Everything in the world can be summed into those um, three, three aspects. The loss of the eyes, the loss of the flesh, and the pride of life. But you have what it takes to overcome all of that. So, for example, pride is coming against you. Right? Come, 
pride is coming into your heart and it wants to, 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 to settle in your heart. Because the spirit of pride, what it does is that if, it, if you allow it to, act, uh, to find a place to abide in you, what's going to happen is that it will settle there and by being there, it positions you against God. <laughs> Without even doing anything, it's just there in you because God resists the proud. So the enemy doesn't need to resist you himself. He wants to resist you, but what does he do? He finds a way to bring the pride of life. So, so that once the pride of life comes in and settles in you, and you start walking in pride, now God begins to resist you. And so when God is resisting you, who is going to help you when God resists you? I mean, if the enemy resists you, there is hope. But if God resists you, there is no hope. Okay, so you don't want to be on the side whereby God is resisting you. Okay, and so you can, you can also develop the wrong mindset about victory and you develop pride. And so when you develop pride and you, 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 you call it a victory mindset, and you're thinking it's victory, but meanwhile it is pride, God, can re God will now resist you and then you find you get defeated. So we want to intentionally go against pride, the pride of life. But you see, the thing is that the world celebrates pride. Actually, pride is seen like as a virtue in the world. But in the kingdom, no, it's not. It's not in the kingdom. In the world, it is a virtue, but in the kingdom, it's not. So a victory as a, as a victory thinker, okay? Let me call that, yes. As a victory thinker, how are you going to approach whatever it is? I don't know what you are faced with. I don't know what is before you, okay? Now, I want you to think about, think, remember the Israelites. Remember the children of Israel? When those guys were slaves in Egypt for over 400 years, okay? So, being slaves for so long, Remember that a slave does not have any right. A slave does not have any privilege. Everything is at the mercy of the master. So whatever he gets, for example, the, the slave has to depend on the master for food. The, the slave does not really have to go out and work for food because... He is working for his master, not for himself. And it's the master that can decide, okay, you, you, this is the portion you're going to have. And he has no right. He can't contest. His accommodation is the master as well. So he can't go and work for his accommodation. Anything, in fact, even the wife, if he gets a spouse, <laughs> The principle is that even the spouse now becomes the, own, the property of the owner. So, you know, that's the life they were living. And so God now delivers them, takes them out of Egypt using Moses by uh, 
signs and wonders, God took them out. The Bible says by a strong arm, he took them out of Egypt, okay? He took them out of Egypt, and now God is speaking to them about this land of promise, a land flowing with milk and honey. Land flowing with milk and honey. Let's look at Numbers chapter 13. In the book of Numbers, we see the account there when this when these spies came back. You know, Moses sent 12 spies to go and spy out the land. And, and these people went, and when they came back, verse 25 says, and they returned from spying the land after 40 days. Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. And they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. They showed them the fruit of the land. Look, we've never seen such fruit at all in our lives. Even in Egypt, we didn't have those kind of fruits. Look, here is the fruit, okay? And then, um, they now said in verse, 20, verse, verse, verse um, 28, it says, Nevertheless, oh, no, sorry, verse 27, Then they told them and said, We went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey. And this is its fruit. This is, this, is, this is it. God made this promise. God made true of his promise. He, first of all, God promised to deliver them, and God did deliver them. He promised to take them um, into the land, and now they're in the wilderness. They're in the wilderness on their way to the land. Moses sends 12 spies to go to the land, to spy out the land, and come back with report. So these people have come, and they are now giving a report to the, to the congregation, to the entire nation of Israel. And they admit that, look, this land is exactly what God said. The way God described it, that is it. In fact, here are the fruits, okay, as evidence. This is the evidence that what God is saying is true. Okay, then verse 28, they said, nevertheless, okay, now you've got the evidence that what God said is true, and you have seen in the past that God has done some things. He has delivered you in a way that no other nation has been delivered. You have seen God do things that no other God has been able to do. There is no record in history of any other God saving people the way he saved you, all right? And now you, he sent you to the, you, you've gone to the land to spy the land. You've come, back, you've come back with confirmation that what God said is true. It truly flows with milk and honey. And you have the fruit that you've been able to, you've eaten some of that fruit and now you brought some to the congregation, to Moses and to the rest, to see as evidence of the kind of fruit and the kind of land that God is, 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 is taking us to, all right? And now, 
But then they said, nevertheless, <laughs> nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. Of course, they have to be strong. If, if you have to carry a cluster of grapes on a pole, two people to carry the cluster of grapes, you, you need strong people to cultivate that kind of land and to, and to uh, be able to carry that kind of fruit. So they've got to be strong. They're stronger than we. That's good. That's why God put them there to cultivate the land. Okay, it's, it's God that gave them that strength to cultivate the land for you. <laughs> All right. Then he says, the cities are fortified and very large. Of course, they have to be fortified and very large because the inhabitants are large and they are strong. Okay, so there's nothing strange about that. All right. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. Fantastic. The descendants of Anak, those are giants. And the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. And the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. The Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. You know, <laughs> so these people, they, they brought back report. All right. But God calls it an evil report. It calls it an evil report. Um, and um, so they're reporting the situation as they see it. But remember, there is a thinking. There's a kind of thinking that interprets what they see. So if, if you don't have a victory mindset, all right, if you don't have a victory mindset, there, there's a way you will interpret life. There's a way you will interpret situations. So we see, we see that play out here in this passage. Verse 30, Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. That's a victory thinker. That's a victory thinker talking. All right. But then it says the next verse, but the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. What is wrong with you? Those people are supposed to be strong. Their strength was used by God for a purpose. Okay. That strength that they have is not for your destruction. In fact, their strength is your opportunity. Let me put it that way. Yes. Their strength is your opportunity. Their strength is not for your destruction. So when you come against a situation that seem, it seems as if that situation is going to devour you, you need to have, you need to see it as you, are, you need to be a victory thinker. And when you look at that situation, there's a way you need to interpret that. If you interpret it wrongly, then you will be devout. You will be devout. But these people, <laughs> you know, they say they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land 
which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. I have never come across such a land in my life, and I don't know how they came to this conclusion. But you see, when you are not a victory thinker, you will come up with strange conclusions when you face oppositions. There are Christians that think that when you come into Christ and you give your life to Christ, every problem in life is solved. No, that is wrong. When you come into Christ, in fact, the problems increase. Why? Because you have you have an enemy that is against you. He's always been against you, but now because you're on God's side, because you're on God's side, you are now faced with more opposition. So coming to Christ does not mean that you won't face opposition. Being born again does not mean you won't face opposition. Deciding to live an upright life does not mean you won't face opposition. Deciding to be faithful to God does not mean you won't face opposition. Deciding to obey the Great Commission does not mean you won't face opposition. Deciding to please God does not mean you won't face opposition. In fact, deciding to be faithful to be faithful to your spouse doesn't mean you won't face opposition. Deciding to be faithful in your tithing and giving does not mean you won't face opposition. Deciding to do the will of God does not mean you won't face opposition. <laughs> you see, so I don't know where we get this thinking from, but it is wrong to think that because you are in God's will, you won't face challenges. Because you are in God's will, you won't face opposition. No, because God, these guys, they were already, they were walking in God's will. It was God's will for them to be delivered from Egypt, and it is God's will for them to go through the wilderness, and it's God's will for them to possess the land. You see, but... If you don't have a victory thinking mind, if, you, if your mind doesn't always think victory, you will misinterpret the challenges you face. And so we need to destroy that thinking. We need to destroy that mindset. A victory thinker is not afraid of challenges. A victory thinker always sees opportunity in every challenge. And he sees, he sees he has a clear picture of the end, and the end has been declared by God already. The end has been prophesied by the word of God. The end is that whoever is born of God, whatever is born of God overcomes. The, you need to have that picture. Don't lose sight of that if you want to walk in victory. Okay. Yeah, so these people said that the land devours in its inhabitants. It says, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. Wonderful. It's good to have challenges of great stature. Why? Because by the time you are finished destroying and devouring those challenges, your stature would have increased. You see? Yeah, so a victory thinker sees situations different. 
you don't, you don't look at yourself. You don't focus on yourself. You focus on your God. You focus on your God. You don't focus on yourself and you don't focus on, on the, 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 the challenges. You don't focus on the giants. You don't focus on, on the mountain. No, that's the wrong focus. You focus on the Lord. Isn't it the Bible that says greater, than, greater is he that is in you? The same John, he says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Yes, greater, the greater one is in you. Yeah, so it's, irresp it, it, it's irres it, it doesn't, it, it's irrespective of your size. If the greater one is in you, if you are conscious of the greater one that is in you, you don't need, you don't need to bother about the size of the giant. Okay. Yes. So, victory thinkers fill their mind. Victory thinkers fill their mind with God. They fill their mind with God and His Word. Rather than fill their mind with the giants and the, 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 the situation. If you fill your mind with the situation, you are already defeated before you begin. Yeah. So that's why you find that even in some in, 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 in sports, many sports, before um, when uh, people that are successful, people that are champions and really good, they usually, they, their teams usually hire psychologists to come and talk to them to come and help them to develop the right kind of mind, even in the midst of um, opposition. You see? So, and they pay those psychologists a lot of money just to come and talk to them and to help them to have the right perspective of themselves, of their abilities, and of their enemy. Okay, all their, their, um, their opposition that is coming against them, they need to assess, have the right assessment. So to develop a victory mindset does not mean that you develop a mind that denies opposition. No, that's not what we're talking about. No, we're not denying opposition. We're not denying the, the reality of an enemy. Okay? We're not pretending that there's no enemy. <laughs> Some people live like that, pretending as if there's no enemy. You, you have a real enemy that hates you with a passion and wants to crush you if he can. That's the truth. All right? But we're not focusing on that. We know it's there. But, you see, you have to have the right perspective of who you are. You have to have the right perspective of your enemy, you have to have the right perspective of your God. All right? Yes. So, so victory thinkers think clearly about these things. They look at the situation and assess it properly from a position of victory, not from a position of slavery. Like these people, they are 
the reason why they struggle is because they were looking at it from a position of victims. They were looking at this situation. Despite what God had done in the past, they lost sight of that. But rather, the giants were amplified. They became so amplified, so bigger than God. <laughs> it shouldn't be like that. Whereas Caleb, the Bible says in verse 30, Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession. I love this guy. Let us go up at once. That is a victory thinker. That is a victory thinker, and that's the kind of mind we need to have, even in these days that we live with so many challenges. With so many challenges. God has given us many precious promises. All right. God has given us a beautiful property. Hallelujah. But as victory thinkers, we're thinking, yes. Let's, 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 we're, st we're still raising the deposit, but let's, let's think beyond that. Let's start, let's start planning it. Let's start, let's start thinking of how beautiful it's going to be. Let's start thinking of the people that will be reached. Let's start thinking of the impact it's going to make in the city. Let's start thinking like that. Yes, we face challenges, but let's not settle on the challenges. No. We, we, we need to look at the opportunities that these challenges have presented to us. For example, when you are faced with a challenge, let me give you, let me give you one of the benefits Okay, one of the benefits of that opposition, one of the benefits of that resistance you're facing, one of the benefits of having an enemy, the benefits, <laughs> yes, one of the benefits is this. Number one benefit I can give to you right now is that this giant, this opposition, okay, this resistance, this enemy that is standing before you presents to you an opportunity to unlock your potential. Hallelujah. To unlock your potential, there is what you carry. God made you in his image after his likeness. Okay? He made you in his image after his likeness and there is what he has put in you. So when you face the enemy, that gives you an opportunity to unlock that which God has put in you. So, so challenges are good. Enemies are good. <laughs> yeah. So a victory thinker thinks like that. And a good example for us is David. Remember David and Goliath? His face with Goliath. I'm telling you, without Goliath, there is no way David would have been a hero. Yes, it wouldn't have been. At least not at the time it happened. But thank God for Goliath. So because of that, I, I just thank God for all the Goliaths in my life. Lord, I thank you for the Goliaths because they have brought out something. They've caused me to develop certain qualities. 
have caused me to develop certain qualities. So they have their rightful place in God's scheme of things in your life. Okay, so don't be allergic to opposition. No, a victory thinker is not allergic to oppositions. He's not even allergic to uh, to uh, conflict. No, he's not allergic to that. A victory thinker sees victory in every situation, in every opposition. He sees victory. And that's the kind of mindset we need to develop. Let's start seeing victory of how we're going to conquer the land. Let's start seeing how we're going to take the city for God. Let's start seeing how we can reach every household despite the challenges. Let's start seeing that. Start thinking that way. <laughs> yes. So if David did not have Goliath, it would have been a different David. But the David that we know needed Goliath. Just like Jesus needed Judas, remember? Yeah, he needed Judas. Judas needed to be in Jesus' life. He needed to play a part so that Jesus could go to the cross. And Jesus needed the cross in order for us to be free. So let's not, let's not have a mindset that is constantly seeking the path of least resistance. Okay? So sometimes God's will and God's best is the, is the path of most resistance. There are times that that's, and I'm not saying you should be addicted to looking for, you know, conflict all over the place. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying when it shows up, when it's on your path and you see it, that's not a time to run away. That's a time to face it squarely and say, Lord, where do we start? Okay, this is an elephant. Where do we start eating this elephant? <laughs> yes, that's the kind of mindset you need to develop. Instead of saying, oh no, you know, you run away. But if it's God's plan for you to eat that elephant, then you need to start eating that elephant piece by piece. Just decide where to start from. Hallelujah. So, a victory, a victory thinker sees every opposition as an opportunity to unlock his or her potential. Every, every opposition. Okay? So, that's the kind of mindset you need to develop. That's the kind of mindset Caleb had. Let us go up at once. Let's not even delay this thing. All right? Let's go quickly. That's, 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 um, that's Caleb. For some of us, we'll sit down and we'll assess the situation. You know, let's wait. Let's, let's, let's wait. You know, we need to have uh, a, a proper analysis and all of that. And those things have their place. But there are times that that's not necessary. Okay? But in this, like in this case, when God has spoken to you, and God has revealed, and God has given direction, and God has shown, this is it. The, the more you delay it, the more you have, the more the opportunities for you to disobey. Okay? In fact, delayed obedience is disobedience. <laughs> yeah, it is disobedience. And God says, do this. And then you, you say, oh no, let me think about it, you know, uh, let me ponder over it. God says, do this. And you're pondering over it. What is wrong with you? Just do what God said. 
Don't ponder over anything. Yes? Okay, all right. Oh, I want to seek counsel. That's, that's understandable, you know? You can, you, you can, you, because sometimes you, you, you might not be sure what you're hearing. <laughs> yeah, so in the multitude of counsels, there's safety. But I'm talking about analysis of paralysis, or what do they call it? Paralysis of analysis. <laughs> Where you analyze, analyze, analyze until you lose the energy to even step out anymore. You know, and they just say, ah, well, God understands. Then you now have a way of covering that up. Hmm? Smartly excusing your disobedience. Let us not be creative in disobedience. Let us be creative in obeying God. You know, so when you face challenges, it also gives you opportunity to become creative. Okay, how am I going to deal with this giant? David looked at it and says, Saul says, okay, fine, take this armor, use this armor to go against this giant. Hey, David puts on the armor, but you know, this armor, he can't even move. David said, no, 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 <laughs> this is not going to work. I've not tested this before. Let me use what I have, what I have proven, okay? Let me use the testimony that has worked before. Let me use the tool that has worked before. Hallelujah. Let me use my past experience of God's greatness and goodness. Yes. Let me use my previous victory as a launch pad for this attack. All right. You want to attack that situation. You already have what it takes. But if you don't have the right kind of thinking, you will think you have nothing. So David decided, no, I'm just going to go with a sling, you know, and stones. <laughs> now, that is the worst warfare strategy <laughs> in history. How do you go to battle? This guy is armed with, with swords and javelin spears. And you come with a stone and a stick. What is that? And that even explains why Goliath disdained David. Who am I? Am I a dog? They come to me with a stick and stones. But he didn't know. This guy had a testimony from behind him. Right there of a God that showed up when the lion came. When the bear came, he, he, had, he had that as a backdrop. But the question is this, the first time he took on, whether it's the lion or the bear, we're not sure which one he took on first. What did he use? Let's say that was his first testimony of victory. What did he use? Because he's never done it before. He had to have done it for the first time. What did he use? He used a victory mindset. Hallelujah. He used a victory mindset and he used his understanding of who God is. He used his relationship with God as a launch pad to go for that prey and rescue that lamb. Hallelujah. 
So even if you don't have a testimony, even if you don't, even if you say you don't have a testimony, the fact that you have God is enough. The fact that you are related with God is enough. The fact that God is in you, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The fact that God is in you is enough. You don't need, you don't need any other thing. That is enough to get you over that situation. But will you make time to meditate on that? Think about that. Yes. We have a mountain before us. We have a challenge before us. We need to meet up this challenge in the next few days. Are you going to look at it and say, oh, well, you know, this is too big for us. No. It is not big at all. When God speaks, God disregards the opposition. God knows that there will be opposition, but it is never a factor in the mind of God when he gives you an assignment. When he said to us, go into the world and make disciples of all nations, God knew that we would face opposition. He knew when he says go, he knew that there will be an adversary, but he did not make that an issue. Why? He says, Lo, I will be with you always. That is all you need. That's all you need. He said, I'll be with you always to the ends of the earth. I will be with you. He says, I will never leave nor forsake you. So how can you have the creator of heaven and earth, how can you have Jehovah Elohim right there with you and still not have a victory mindset? I mean, it's shocking that we can have God Almighty and still have a victim mindset. I, 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 I can't comprehend it. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But I know, yeah, we're living in a world today that many things that don't make sense have become the norm. You know, it doesn't make sense. You're not even allowed to think and question certain things. Just accept what you're told. We're living in that kind of world. I understand that. But listen to me. Don't lose your objectivity. Don't lose the ability to think. God made you in his image. After his likeness, he gave you the capacity to think like him. You're not an animal for God's sake. You're not. Animals don't need to think. They just act by instinct. They don't need to sit down and strategize. They just do it instinctively. But you are not like that. You are made in his image. So, don't have the mind of a victim. Develop victory thinking. I'll stop. Our time is up. We'll continue next week. God bless you real good.
I want you to share this message with your friends and your family and like our page and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and all the social media platforms. All right. Before we go, I will pray for you. Father, I crush every victim mindset. I come against every fear. I come against every anxiety. I come against every defeatist mindset. I crush that right now. Give your people victory mindsets. They would always interpret life from a position of victors and not victims. I thank you, Father, for that. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, if you've, um, you've not given your life to Jesus, the starting point is receiving him into your heart. I want to pray for you. Okay? Say this after me. If you want to receive Jesus into your heart, say, Dear Jesus, I thank you for dying for me so that I might have life. I believe in you. And I open my heart. I ask that you come in. Take your rightful place. Save me from my sin. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I cannot save myself. I receive right now by faith the work that you've done for my salvation. Save me now. Receive you in my heart. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I'm going to pray for you. Father, I pray. I pray for my brother, my sister, who wants this, this prayer. Lord God, I ask. I ask, oh God, that you will manifest yourself. Make the new creation reality. Don't upon them. Let your kingdom come upon them right now. In the name of Jesus, cause them to love what you love and to hate what you hate. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, you want to give, I want to pray for you. You're giving your offering, your tithe. You're giving. Father, I pray for your people as they give right now. I declare your increase. I declare your blessing over their lives. Ask for opportunities of increase, opportunities for growth, financial increase, hallelujah, financial wisdom, witty inventions, ideas, wealth-creating ideas, strength, oh God, to pursue those ideas, the favor, Lord God, to execute them, the resources required to execute them, I call forth right now. For your people. Bless them, O oh God. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you real good. Thank you so much for joining us today. See you next week, same time, same place. Invite your friends and your family. God bless you. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.